welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and it's Friday. So first up, it's the Duff McKagan joke of the week. Chris Jericho, Duff McKagan here. Listen, I'm developing a new perfume for introverts. It's called Leave Me the Soft Cologne. Thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Duff is always with us on Friday. Never lets us down. Thank you to Mr. McKagan. And speaking of never letting us down, how about AEW's first ever and current TBS Women's Champion Jade Cargill, a feat she accomplished with just 23 matches under her belt. Think about that. How'd she do that? She's going to tell us. Jade's detailing her journey to pro wrestling, her rapid rise at AEW, and how she really feels about learning on the fly when it comes to wrestling. She's talking about the WWE tryout she had before signing with AEW and what made her ultimately choose our company. We're breaking down her first ever match, which is the one she had on AEW Dynamite Live with Shaquille O'Neal versus Cody Rhodes in Red Velvet. And we're going match by match through her tournament run that ended with her being crowned TBS champ. We're also talking about her influences, China, Macho Man Randy Savage, dealing with criticism, her goals for the coming year. Jade Cargill is on the way. It's time for that bitch podcast. And so is Fozzie's Save the World Tour. We're starting at March 31st in Detroit, Rock City. We're being on the rock all around the United States, Connecticut, New Hampshire, New Jersey, Texas, Nevada, California, etc., etc., etc. Get your tickets at FozzieRock.com. And don't forget about our legendary VIP meet and greet program. We will be doing a mini set for you. Five songs, some that you're not going to hear later that night. Still tickets available. VIP. Check them out at FozzieRock.com. And don't forget to get on the mailing list to book a cabin for Chris Jerry. Jericho's Rockin' Wrestling Rager at Sea, the Four Leaf Clover. We're now setting sail February 2nd, 2023. We're going from Miami to our own private island, Grand Cayman, for the first time ever on the cruise. We've got a killer lineup of talent, the one that we already talked about. Go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com to sign up for the mailing list so you can get the first shot at a cabin when they're available, which will be very, very soon. All right, let's get to Jade Cargill, the TBS Women's Champ, right here, right now. On Talk is Jericho. We have the brand new TBS Women's Champion, Jay Cargill, here. And you have a giant smile on your face. I do. How are you doing I'm today? doing good. It's very exciting for you because we've known each other uh, basically since you were starting to think about coming here. Literally. About a year ago or yes. so? Yes. Remember you tried to help me with my name? And we sat up all night, I think, till like 4 o'clock in the morning. And you were like, yeah, let's just uh, stay here. We're trying to think of something yeah. else Jay Cargo? Really? Yeah, yeah. What, did I come up with anything decent at all? No. You were like, <laughs> we literally sat there from 1 to 4 o'clock in the morning. And you were like, there has to be something better. There has to be something better. Nope, nope. Which is so funny because now it's like Jade Cargill is a great name. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I always think about that though. Like I always think about the show business side of things and kind of like, can we jazz this up a bit or whatever? Meanwhile, sometimes you don't even need that because mm -hmm. you are the show business, the oh, look thanks. and everything like that, right? Thanks. That you know, makes me feel good. So, well, let's talk about first of all, about being the first women's uh, TBS champion. I mean, that should be making you feel pretty good as well. I feel amazing. It's a blessing. You know, it's it's a lot on my shoulders, but it's a privilege first to hold a belt in general. Mm -hmm. So, I'm blessed. I'm very thankful. I'm I'm just ready to turn it up and to to walk into these big shoes and just kill it. Because you've been pretty much a natural since you got here. Because I think you've only been wrestling a little bit over a year not even that uh my debut match was in march 
So no not kidding. even, yeah, oh my yeah, gosh. yeah, yeah. It seems like such a long time ago, but so uh, yeah, so about ten months. Yeah, that's yep. pretty rare for somebody with that level of experience to. Be it a is a championship. You know what? I was thrown in the water, but mm. I told myself, you know what? You got to swim. You got to swim. I know one thing in wrestling is people never forget because <laughs> you can easily go back to whatever that is. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to kill it. I'm going to make everybody remember my name and I'm doing it. So I'm very proud in 10 months. I mean, I'm on a stage where people have been doing this for 10, 15, mm -hmm. 20 years. So I'm just, I just remind myself to take it easy with myself and just, right. You know, when you go out there, take it all in. And every time I just bring something back that I've learned. Because that's something, too. Like, like for example, when I started wrestling, if you were just getting into the business, you could have years of, you know, wrestling small indie shows and high school gyms and all that sort of stuff to, to learn and yes. make mistakes. Yes. You never had that. <laughs> no, I have no room. You know what? If I do, let's just say I do they won't the fans won't let me forget mm -hmm. so it's like every time i go out there it's like all right jade you got to turn it up you got to kill it you can't let them have anything to say after this match so literally people are watching me but they're not understanding this overall my whole life is my 23rd match ever ever <laughs> Pre like no house shows no school shows no nothing like this is raw like what you're getting is raw and you know i'm being compared to people who've been doing this for five ten years who've mm -hmm. had the best trainers and who've been in these these training schools just repeatedly doing things over and over and over and over so it's i'm very thankful for the comparison because i'm like all right things like i didn't have all this i didn't have the top trainers training me i didn't have the in and out training to be to that to that level so i'm i'm, I'm happy where i'm at you know like i'm learning on the job and if something goes wrong then i learn from that mistake and mm -hmm. i'm bringing that into the next match that i have was it hard at first? Because, you know, in this day and age, and if you go on the dreaded social media, yeah. which is a mistake that a lot of people with, even people with lots of experience do, it can kind of bring you down, especially wrestling fans, because they can be very sharp tongue and, and, and negative. You know, negative, exactly. Did that affect you when you first came in? Were you going on social media and checking? So I made a Twitter for wrestling mm. that's it i made a twitter in college didn't like it got rid of it and then when i became a part of AEW, everybody was like you know you need a twitter you need a twitter like you need to engage with your fans more i was like all right i'll make a twitter but i know this is like a hole but okay mm -hmm. let's do it to me no just because i know and being that i was an athlete previously from being here you know the man that pays me the, the booker that's who matters my coaches they matter the veterans here who've done this and and are doing it they matter these people like i i i am thankful for my fans i'm thankful for the outside uh, opinions but the people here at AEW, to me that's all that matters their critiques matter to me tk his critiques and what he wants that's what matters to me so mm -hmm. no not at all it's interesting because obviously you have a lot of confidence as well and you did have you said athletic background and all that sort of thing what did you notice right away though about wrestling because it is a different kind of an animal <sighs> okay so being that i play basketball it's based off uh passion and drive and just natural uh ability it's oh gosh it's like wrestling is about three four five different things in one you know you have to go off the fly you have to if something goes wrong like you have to just think on the fly what can you do next like mm -hmm. nobody can see this and i have to realize um 
people don't know you mess up. Mm-hmm. They don't know that. Mm-hmm. They only know if you let them know or you make a funny face or anything like that. Hesitate. Yeah, right, 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 right. And and what's another thing? I can being that you have to play a certain part and not just based off of who you are. That is different. Mm-hmm. That's different for me to portray a character and not be my natural raw self. Mm. So that's different. That's a spin um, in my world. That's totally different. But um, the wrestling politics, that's different. Oh, the just the characters behind the stage is totally different. And just everybody's background, different backgrounds and different walks of life. That's different to me mm-hmm. because I come from a place where it's like almost like the military. Like everybody's like, get in line, do this, do that, do that. And everybody in this organization comes from totally different walks of life. Right. So that's different for me as well. So it's so many different formulas to wrestling that's different, but those right there are probably my top three or four that I've just named. One of the hardest things to do when you first come into a new company or for you, a company at all, yes. is kind of uh, to ingratiate yourself into the locker room oh, and yeah. make friends with her. Because of course, it's just the nature of the beast when you, someone like you comes in, it's like, oh, well, who does she think she is? Yeah. Did you get some of that as well? So all my life, I, I tend to walk into like uh, <laughs> organizations and just kind of take over. Mm-hmm. So um, I've had that, but I can say here at AEW, I didn't have that. It mm-hmm. was easy. The mm-hmm. locker room was very easy. They were easy to talk to. They made me feel, and that's what made me make the decision to come to this company was because I felt at ease. I felt like I wasn't walking on eggshells. Like mm. I felt like I had something to do and something to prove and to show people that, hey, I'm not just a pretty face or I'm not just this. But I felt comfortable and I felt like I could talk to somebody. And I didn't like, of course, I'm judged. You're going to be judged anywhere you go. But I felt like I could actually tell people, no, this this is actually who I am. I know this is probably what you thought I was, but this is who I am. So. Overall, in the locker room, you know, of course, everybody sat back and was like, who is this girl? Like, I've never seen her before. She's not on the indie scene. She's just a model, (laughs) you know. So I I got that. But also, they didn't let that hinder them from getting to know me. And they didn't let that hinder the relationship. Like, it wasn't like an athlete wrestler type of vibe in the locker room. It wasn't like, oh, she's just an athlete. So this and the third, like, she didn't put in the time of the work. So... I'm very thankful to be a part of an easy locker room. You know, it's interesting because when you say someone would think you're just a model, whatever, a lot of models do come into wrestling and they last a little while and they realize it's kind of not for them. Yeah. But right from the start, and that's another thing where I think you've gained a lot of respect is you did come in. Obviously, we'll talk about your basketball career, but you are also a model. Yes. And when you come in looking the way you do, I'm sure a lot of people think, oh, she'll get over the novelty of it and move on. Yes. But you didn't right from the start. I wanted it. You wanted it. Yeah, Yeah. I I was very hungry. See, the difference from me that people don't understand is that in real life, I'm rich. Like, I I, I am. I don't want to say it like that, but, I mean, in plain terms, I'm rich. I don't need to do this. Mm. I do this because I enjoy it. I love coming to work. I love pushing the limit, and I love seeing what I can do. Now, can I say I have the love that you have because you've been doing this for so long or anybody else in the locker room who's been doing this for 10, 20 years? No, but right now I'm enjoying it. I see myself in the future of wrestling. I I would never ever have stepped foot into this business if I didn't want to be, if I'm not passionate about it, if I didn't stay up late at night studying, if I, if I didn't want this, if I was not hungry, I would have mm-hmm. never did it because at the end of the day, we're breaking our, our backs. 
Like this shit hurts. Like, <laughs> you know, like I, at some mornings <laughs> I can't even turn my head to the left because I, my neck is in excruciating pain. But I want this and I'm hungry and I enjoy it. And I'm not just some model that's here and just doing this for the money or something like that. Like I'm doing this because I love this and I want to be great at this. I want to be one of the greats. So I take this criticism, even though I could care less, I let it fuel me. Mm. Like I let it say, oh, all right, cool. Watch. <laughs> you told me this. This is what I can do. Watch what I do. So I want to do this for a very long time. I'm not just here for the moment. Mm. I'm not here for tomorrow. I'm here for the future. And I want to do something with all the tools and all the coaches and you as well who've helped me and helped me develop and just keep a clear mind in this industry because you have to keep a clear mind. There's so many different people telling you what you should be or what you should do. And this is not even including the fans mm -hmm. and, and their opinions. So I really want this. You mentioned so many things that we'll get into, but my question is when you first started training, did you expect, you mentioned this shit hurts. Did you expect yeah. it to hurt like it did? No. Uh, my first thing ever was a tryout. Ever. And I remember for my tryout, I... With what company? With uh, WWE. WWE. Oh, yes. Okay. That's so, the first time I've ever entered a ring ever. So how did that come about? Mark Henry. Wow. Um, I had a mutual friend with Mark Henry and he was like, hey, he came and watched me train as far as working out training. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you're very impressive. I see that you were a past athlete. He's seen all my credentials as far as being an athlete. He's seen I had my head on straight. He told me everything that was going to come with wrestling as far as the politics as far as the the sleepless nights as far as being hurt all the time you know like being hurt is normal mm -hmm. so i mean like he was telling me all this and, and being away from your kids and being away from your family and like just the road life like he was just telling me all he was like well if you really want to do this i can set you up with a tryout i was like yeah let's do it let's do it like i thought about it and um so the first time i was in the ring was at a tryout never rode ever in my life and um was that in orlando it was PC? in orlando gotcha. yes it was at the pc and uh, i remember coming back to my room that night and i was covered in bruises i did not and this was me being naive i thought it was easy i was like you know what i'm athletic i see what they're doing i can do flips and stuff like that i can do a backflip i right. can do that like whatever but then when you that's that's nothing like it's so many different of, of layers of wrestling that I had no idea about. So that's me being naive and me being an athlete, like mm, whatever, like yeah. this is nothing, like whatever, like I can do that, I can do that flip. So when I hit those ropes and I felt how stiff those ropes were and it wasn't a trampoline, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> I had a rude awakening, like I was sore for about two weeks after that. But I remember one thing Mark Henry told me was once you start, don't stop because you're going to get sore all over again. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right. And I found a school and I just started training. But I was just training spots. I wasn't mm -hmm. training to understand the psychology behind wrestling. Mm -hmm. So I legit was just in there getting beat up all the time by like men who were like 40, 50 and like freaking just knocking me left and right. <laughs> thinking this is this is training. This is training. But in all in reality, I was like just wasting my bump card. <laughs> What a vet thing to say yeah. about my bump guard. Well, let's let's talk more about the, about the WWE training center. Well, first of all, I love, love, love when people think that the ring is a trampoline. Oh, man. It's, especially now when you've been in there, because, you know, it would be impossible if it was. Hell, what? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, people think you're going to bounce and bump and bounce up and down. Not at all. Other thing is the ropes. That is something that nobody expects. But I still remember the first time I hit the ropes, I thought somebody hit me in the ribs with a baseball. Yeah, yeah. Very hard to hit. 
my back was ate up. I mean, I just, I had, like I said, I was covered in bruises. I have pictures in my phone that I was just like, I look back and I'm like, you came a long way. Like, cheese. <laughs> like, cause now it's like, hmm, all right, whatever, get up. I wake up like with a bruise and I'm like, hmm, okay, whatever. How did like, I get that? yeah, like yeah. maybe, okay, cause it's normal. Like, it's so normal. But back then I was just like, covered in bruises. Now, this is the, 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 the tryout, but it's not. It's when they they bring a bunch of people down to the performance center. Yes, and you're doing tons of drills. Yes, correct. Yes, yes, correct, correct. How, how was that for you? I felt like I was walking on eggshells the whole time, really? and, just and from the start. Yeah, from the very start. Um, well, I was advised to just shut up and listen. Shut mm. up and listen. But again, I come from an athletic background. With that's kind of what we do. We shut up. We listen. We go at it. It's like the military. Mm -hmm. And I felt like at that moment, I was like about to join the military and so it was uneasy you have to be you have to separate yourself from everybody to like be recognized and everything like that but um i met a lot of people that today i still have a relationship with them they're probably like i have friends over there that's killing it and i'm proud of them who, as who well. are some of the people that were at the um, same camp as you sydney uh his name uh ej nuka he got cut however he was mm -hmm. in nxt um but right now, Sydney, he has a 24-7 belt. So gotcha. oh, cool. he's the one, yeah. And he's Is that the guy who plays, uh, uh, what's his name? what do they call Reggie? Or yes, Reg yes, yes, Reginald. Gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. He worked for uh, Circus Soleil previously. So this that's just tell, in yeah. his nature. Yeah, mm -hmm. like everything he does, like entertaining and being in front of loud, large crowds, that's easy. For me, I was... For me, it's easy to be and work in front of large crowds because I played basketball. Sure. I was in front of loud, um, large crowds. I would have to go like to the stands and get them all riled up. Like that was our job. So I was a captain. I was the one that was like, let's go. And so <laughs> it's different now when you're trying to get people to hate you. It's like, <laughs> all right, how can I get these people to hate me? All right, let's think, let's think. Like, but all right. But you like that though. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's 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 um it's a psychology twist to it, to it but it's like, I love it because one thing I love is a challenge. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, let's let's figure this out. But I'm I'm getting cheers. So I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. guys, shut up. Like, hate me. So I'm trying to figure this out right but that's now. That's OK, too, though, because one of the things that you haven't been yet is a baby face. And, yes. and, and to me, and you'll find this when the time comes with your size mm -hmm. and, and the way you look, it would probably be when you get to that point very easy for you to be a baby face yes because you think oh i'm very big but all some dastly he has to do is kick you in the knee whatever beat the crap out of you until it's time for you to do a comeback yeah and then you do a bunch of power moves and work the crowd and there you go yeah go but it's home. always easier to start as a heel rather than starting as a baby face i hear that a lot yeah. i hear that a lot i was actually being groomed to be a baby face i remember so when they legit popped it on me like the day of like you're going through the hill tunnel it was like what Huh? <laughs> so uh, you're telling me I'm a heel. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let me like, let me look into this more. So it was shocking. I had a whole comeback. So mm, I'm it. like, yeah, that's why I'm like, all right. It's, it's literally in my book. My wrestling book is like way in the front. And I've had so many, like 50 plus pages since then. So what's your wrestling book? What is that? What do you mean? Like every wrestler has a wrestling book with like all their moves, their move sets, things they've done in the past. And oh, really? Yeah. Not every oh, wrestler I, does. Oh, I do, I no. do, I do. That's the first thing they told me to bring. But that's good. Book. So, yeah. so, so the first day, what do they tell you to write in this wrestling book? Um, what do I want to do? Where do I see myself? Um, who do I want to look at as far as uh, inspiration? Which I was looking at, Mister Perfect. I was looking at um, China, mm, of, of course. course. Um, I was looking at people like that who played on their image and like had this like, you know, larger than life type of thing. Um, 
macho man, these kind of things. So um, right now I'm looking at people who do promos who match up to me and who I can use as inspiration as far as promos. So I've been working on that lately. Mm -hmm. But um, that's what they told us to write the first days oh, in our great. book. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, those names that you mentioned, all of them, China was a little bit different, but especially Perfect and Macho, those were their real personalities. Yeah. Just turned up to the 10th degree. I know, right? right? I find that you have the same. Yeah. They say that your character is just an extension of yourself. It has to be. Yeah. You know? So what happened after your tryout with WWE? Did you ever hear back from them? What did they say to you? No. They called me back. They actually right there when I, I'm not going to name the person's hand that I shook. Um, they, they wanted me. The problem they found that they had mixed feelings about was that, like I mentioned, I don't need wrestling. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do this. And a lot of people, especially at the tryout, they need this. Like, this is how they feed their families. Um, they've been doing this forever, you know, and for them to get to this point, they would give any and everything to do it. So they were like, we want you. We want you. We're going to sign you. But we're kind of worried about how bad you want this. And we're not just some reality show. And I didn't even know anything about a reality show. I was probably so far away from knowing what was happening at that time with wrestling. So I was like, what? You know, like, reality what? show. He was like, we're not just glitter and, and lights and, and camera. And I was like, oh, okay, you know. And he was like, also, you have a child. And I said, yeah, you know, I do. And they were like, well, what are you going to do? Because at the time, my daughter was two. So they were like, well, what are you going to do about your daughter? And I was like, well, thankfully, because I have money, we can pay a tutor to help tutor my child, being that we have to relocate to Orlando. So I was like, I can do that. At that, I can have a 24-hour nanny. A nanny to take, right. Yeah, to take care of that as well. But they were like grilling me about it, in which I was kind of cut off. Because I was like, well, my, my spouse can travel with me wherever we go. This could be easy for me. Like, I've thought about all the precautions to this. Like, I've been warned about the traveling. I get it. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I get what you're saying, but this is your family now. Like, I want you to know that. And I was like, I, I get it. I totally understand that. Like, <laughs> I get it. And I've thought about it. And I want it. Like, I've been training for this. This is what I want. And they're like, all right, well, we'll see. We'll see. So they sent the contract. They wanted me to do it. AEW came about. And um, I came here. I got the experience. And I felt calm. And I remember you and I, we had this conversation in the car. And it made me feel at ease about the decision that I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to relocate. Um, I felt at home like I could call the owner of our company and talk to him, you know, and that he knew my name. He knew my purpose. He knew that I wanted to do this. And, and that mattered to me. I wasn't just a number. I wasn't just this person. Like, who is this person? Like, he knew exactly who I was. So that made me feel comfortable. And yes, the other company was pissed off that they sent me this 100 page contract. But I made the best decision for my family and I made the best decision for myself, you know? So, I mean, look at me. I, I don't think I would be anywhere close. Right. Yeah. So I'm just, I just think I made, I know I made the best decision coming to this company and you made me make the <laughs> best decision coming to this company. So. Well, just knowing how it is there, we yeah. were discussing it. Like you would go there and just be a number and be yeah. one of many um, in the performance A cookie center, cutter system. Which is, which is, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. But with yeah. you and your look and your attitude, it's like, this was, and I still believe that to this day, Thank you. whether you were the TBS champion or not, this was the right place for you. Because if you want to learn how to do promos, uh, we can work with you one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. If you want to learn how to work, we've got some of the greatest trainers here. we got great 
Training Center in Atlanta. Yep. You don't just have to be in this pool of checklist people, right? Yep. Cookie cutter system. And that's what I didn't want. I didn't want that. I didn't want to be a number. But like I said, one thing that really stood out to me was that I could call TK. Right. I could text TK and he knows exactly who I am. Mm-hmm. And that mattered to me. And I was like, you know what? I, I've always been a believer now. I've always been the underdog. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I love being the underdog. Like we're hungry and I want to be a part of something that's hungry, that wants to do and change things. So that's why I came here. And again, the locker room, I felt at ease. I didn't feel like it was a, a bullying system or like, I don't know, athlete versus wrestler type of system. Mm-hmm. Like it felt natural, it's everything. Easy. Yeah, it felt easy, just really at ease. Like. And being that I can live at home and travel, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. I don't have to relocate. Perfect. And there's more security. Like there's a safety net here. And I didn't want like like I said, I just named one of my friends who gave up everything he had, had a newborn baby, and got cut. With and no he warning. literally yeah, with no warning and gave everything. Gave everything. And I remember when I told him I was thinking about coming here and and he couldn't believe it. He was like, why would you ever, like, why would you ever choose this over this? And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, I feel good here. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be cut. I don't want to have to worry. I don't want, like, I feel like somebody and I don't want to just be a number. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, he was so for this, this company, so for this company and look at him. And Mm -hmm. I'm just like, damn, like that sucks. Like you were all about this company. We talked about this, like. You try to convince me to come over. Like you just had a baby. Your wife got past the bar in Florida just mm-hmm. to, to, you know, for your career here. And that sucks. So I know I made the best decision. Well, that's one thing I remember we spoke about. I said, if you take the history of WWE and, and we'll talk about, I know you were a fan of the WWE. Yes. Take that out of the equation because, you know, the WWE is, yeah, is yeah. the big company. Pretend that you didn't know that that's the only positive and the only reason why that's you might it. want to go there. That's it. Yeah. That was it. That was it because it's it's been around for so long and um, I don't come from a wrestling family. Like mm-hmm. me and my brother watched wrestling growing up. Like we got skin, knees, bloody noses, you name it in the front yard trying to do moves that you did and everybody mm-hmm. else did. Um, but other than that, that's why. Mm-hmm. And it's because everybody in our household knew about this company and, and that's it because they've been around for so long. Other than that, that's it. Right. That's it. Were you coming here before, because were you coming to AW before you actually signed the contract? Because I remember you were like, when you were doing the empty crowds, you would be one of the people at ringside. Yes. Kind of as an extra. Yes. Is that, was that when you were just talking with Tony or just coming to hang out? We, I was talking to Tony. It was in the mix at that time. I was filling everything out and seeing this what I wanted and just studying everybody and just trying to see, okay, can I see myself in that ring? So that's why I was really um, ringside for, to just get a feel for everything, to get along with the talent and get along with the extras and just to see if I can just envision myself at the place. I was just trying to really just um, take everything in at the time. So it was already in the works at that time. Was Mark Henry already here in AEW? No, he was not. So how did you end up being in contact with Tony? Oh my, um, I got into contact with Tony because of- Because of some mutual friends and all that Yes, 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 yes. So that's how we got in um, contact. Uh, He loved my look, he loved, and he just wanted me to come out for a tryout. 
And so I was like, all right. And I went to practice. I was a little nervous. I got pulled to the side and told to calm down. Which practice was this in Atlanta? Or? This was in Jacksonville. Oh, this okay. was in Jacksonville. With this Dustin? was my first time. Yes, this was with Dustin. <laughs> this was with um, like all the girls were there. All the talent was there. And they that's when everybody was kind of looking at me like, who is this girl? Like, she <laughs> looks good. Up. Is she a model? Like, yeah. what is? Because everybody tells me now, like, you know, I thought you were just a model. I didn't know you wrestled. So when they see me in the ring, they had a different perception of me. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like she wrestles, too. But I was nervous. I was probably way more nervous because I'm working with actual talent. Mm -hmm. I was way more nervous in this than I was in my tryout. So because um, now, you know, more. too, Right. I knew way more. I knew way more. But um, I was like, you know what? I, I have to show these girls I can work. I can work. I know I can work. And these are people who like Serena Deeb, who've been doing this forever. Mm -hmm. She's a vet. You know, so and and Cheetah. So they have a match tonight, and I know that's going to be a banger. But you know, I was I was nervous because I was in the ring with these women who I seen on TV. Like mm -hmm. I've been watching, and I'm like, all right, like, all right, you can't come so, in here. So, but the thing is, though, that that that, I, that you mentioned that we that I just realized, you said that you trained yes. in between your WWE tryout and then coming to AEW. So yes. where did you go to train? Uh, it's face-to-face -face in Atlanta, Georgia. It's, well, Monroe, Georgia uh, is south of the airport. Mm -hmm. um, with uh, Teddy Long was there. He was one of the people there. Teddy? Yeah, Teddy. Um, is it his school? It's not his school. Oh. He's just one of the people that work with the school. Heath Slater was there as well. Um, gotcha. So it was great, but again, all I was doing was just working spots. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't understanding the psychology. Like I was just getting beat up. Did like they I teach was, you the foundation of how to take bumps and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah, but like we would pull people. I was having fifteen-year-olds give me suplexes, like mm -hmm. things like that, who literally just walked off the street and were like, "All right, let's try something." <laughs> the first time I actually like, I was, I, I hurt, I was hurt was. I let a kid try to perform a butterfly suplex on me and he didn't let go of me. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. And and that's what I'm saying. So we were just just raw meat for people to just beat up on and like just take spots. Yeah. So I was, I mean, at least it gave me like a backbone to like stand on and to know, okay, this bump is safe, this bump is not. But other than that, that's all I was doing was just taking bumps. And I was preparing to um, possibly go. So we didn't, they don't want to give me too much because they knew I was going somewhere. They didn't want to give me too much because if I was going to WWE, they could probably unravel everything right. that I was being taught and then laying down a different foundation. Yeah. So at the time, I was going to WWE. So they didn't want to give me too much. They're like, all right, well, let's just take bumps here and there. Let's mm. run these spots. Like not understanding like this is why you're running this spot right. because you're you look like this. It was I was being taught as a, a normal worker, like mm -hmm. I was taking bumps like everybody else. I was being hit like everybody else. I was being I was selling like everybody else. So there was no psychology behind it. It was just like, all right, like you take your roles, you do this, like because we don't want to give you too much because you're going to WWE. So that's why I wasn't learning a lot at that school. Gotcha. So when you finally do come to AEW, uh, it, it was, I think, your first match when you were yeah. connected with it was uh, with, with Shaq yes. versus Cody and, and... And Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Yes, it was supposed to be Brandy at first. Right. And then she had the audacity to go and get pregnant. Yeah, I know, right? I was, I was really hot, Brandy. <laughs> so I remember, though, your first night you had a promo to kind of introduce yourself. Yes. And from my recollection, you really nailed it. It was, Thank it was you. really good. Thank you. I had no practice. I... I didn't know how much time I had. I didn't rehearse in front of anybody. 
I didn't even speak on the microphone. I legit put on my heels just to make sure my heels didn't pierce the the, the mat. The yeah, mat. Yeah. That's the only thing I did. So when I first grabbed the mic and I said, Cody, literally in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I sound so bad on this microphone. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I was like, Ugh. like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. So I was just, they told me to hit bullet po uh, bullet points. I did that and I was just out there just freelancing. Like mm -hmm. I've never, again, like I've done press conferences. I've done things of that sort, but I have never been on a stage. All eyes are on me. Like here's a mic, here's your camera. I didn't know what camera to look at. Cody was like, you know what? The cameras will follow you. Just like play off of me. And I was like, okay like with no indie experience no nothing i was just like all right let's do this and 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 that's what i did so again i had nobody there to like critique me i had nobody it was just like all right like here you go time to go yeah. it was like all right let's do this like it was a last minute thing so and then brandy coming in was a super last minute thing they're like uh literally in my makeup chair because i was almost late to even do it she was like, hey, 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 uh, TK wants me to do this. And like, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And she was like, I'm not going to say this, this, and this. She said this, this, and this. And I was like, are you serious? You just told me you weren't going to say this. But all right, like, let's do it. So at the time, I was like, I had the mic in my hand. I was, as she was uh, spewing out her words. And I was like, I would be a real bitch if I just got on this mic and just told her to <laughs> shut up. Like, I was like, don't do it. Just just like and I don't know if anybody can notice but I held the mic so hard in my hand as she was talking like down like okay all right all right and in my mind I'm like ah, I know I can say something but I'm not gonna say nothing you got it girl you got it so it was just one of those moments did we have fans at that point there like limited we did capacity? we did we did limited capacity I think we were at 15 percent or something like that yeah, not even so that was 500 yeah. people, 800 yeah. people, whatever it was. It was people there. So how about your first match? How long did you have to work on it? How did you put it together? So the match was Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We probably worked on it. Like we started putting and the wheels and everything to it Sunday. Hmm. So we probably fine-tuned it maybe by Tuesday. It was so many different things because um, uh, people could have hit like, Dudes couldn't hit women and like that's right. what, yeah. Only rules, yeah. Yeah, there was rules in play that we couldn't do. And being how uh inexperienced Shaq was, we had to like put limits on things he could do and how long he could go because wrestling in shape is totally different in shape than anything else, by the way. And mm -hmm. then you have to act like you're not blown up when you're really blown up <laughs> and you have to play this like I'm okay character. That's right. So it was a lot of uh, variables into this match that we had to keep on cutting up and putting together, cutting up. So probably the final okay, okay was maybe like an hour prior to the match. Wow. Yeah. It was now, great. how did you feel about that match? I felt good. Yeah. I felt good. Um, Red Velvet made me feel very comfortable. She's one of our best sellers that we have. She's she's a stellar performer. I felt comfortable. Cody made me feel comfortable. Shaq, I remember walking out, actually, before I walked out, I looked at Shaq and I said, um, you better kill it. And he looked at me and he was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, this is my world. This is what I do. I'm a character. I don't even have to act. Right. This is who I am. They're going to love me because I'm like, hey, you got to be serious. He's like, I can do whatever. They're going to love me regardless. And I'm like, you know what? Like, all right. All right. And and that's when I realized, you know what? I'm about to be on the stage with Shaquille O'Neal. Like, yeah. I'm about to be on the stage with this guy. I'm about to be on the stage with Cody Rhodes. Like, 
I need to be seen here. I need to take advantage of this right now. And people, yes, they're going to know them, but they need to know me as well. So that's when I was like, you know what? Let's focus. Let's get this. And I was very proud of what I did. You know, being that the inexperience that I do have and being that, I, like I said before, that match, I never had a, a match ever. 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 I was yeah. very thankful. It was amazing because Red Velvet, I'm not sure how many matches she's had. Yeah. Shaq has zero. You zero. have zero. That was pretty much on Cody's, you know, shoulders. But yeah. That's one of the best, quote unquote, celebrity matches that I ever saw. Oh, thanks. Everybody loved it. All four of you guys did great. I remember the only thing that I was thinking when you finally made the pin, uh. you, you you covered on the wrong side. I know. I know. I went to the other. <laughs> I, I, I replayed that all the time after and I was like. Hard camera. Why did I do that? Yeah. I was Hard like. Why did I do that? Why did I do that? And then um, at one point when uh, Shaq went down, I was like, oh, like, okay, I won, but like, I should be concerned, right? Like, <laughs> right? I should go over there and like, right? So Go make sure that your partner's yeah, all right after you yeah, the table. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know. But that was a great way to come straight out of the gate. Thank you. So then it was interesting, too, because like you said, we were working in front of limited crowds mm -hmm. and no crowds. How was it for you when we finally started going on the road? Because now this is the first time, once again, that you are getting on a plane every week. And it's yeah. not a grueling schedule, but it's still steady. Yeah. It's not a grueling schedule because car rides and everything probably oh was gosh. so different. So, yeah, yeah, night. yeah. So the, yeah. The, I'm thankful for the planes. Yeah. Um, it's not hard. It's not hard for me because I started off with more than 500 fans. I think smaller venues, more than anything, probably make me nervous. Well, they don't, they make me nervous. Mm -hmm. So when we go to Dark in Orlando and it's less than 500 people, I get nervous. Mm -hmm. Like, it's quiet. Right, I can, right. I can hear everything. Like, I can look out and I can see everybody. It's, it's different. I feel like they can see everything. Even though they see everything anyway, it's just more people. Right. I feel more comfortable and at ease with bigger crowds mm -hmm. than when it's, and I feel like I can be all outlandish and, and do all this hill stuff when it's more crowds. But when it's a smaller crowd, it's like I, I second guess and then I Absolutely. hear myself and I'm like, this is so weird. Like you can drop a pin in here and anybody can hear this. Like, I don't like that. Yeah. So that's the only thing I have to get used to. Well, wrestling is so based on crowd reaction too. Yes. Like I remember when all we had was you guys on the floor yeah. and there was nobody in the stands. Yeah. You know, I remember like somebody asked me, did I sell that too long? And I was like, I don't know. Like with no people. <laughs> yeah, it's I have no weird. idea. It's yeah, so weird. No... Yep, and, yep. and they were like, oh, I feel so bad for the young guys with no crowds. I was like, screw the young guys. They feel bad for me. Yeah. Yeah. And it really made a big difference to have a small crowd, no crowd. The bigger the crowd, the better it is. Like I'd rather work in a stadium. Yeah. Even though it's just one moving, breathing entity, yes. it's still easier than when you can see every person's so head in the easy. crowd. It's so easy. It's so easy. And I feel the crowd. Like, I love the crowd. I love mocking. If I can go out and touch fans, I would. I mean, but, you yeah. know, I'm not trying to get sued around here. Right. But I love it. I love the crowd reaction. So when it's smaller crowds and, like, it's like dead points, it's, it's the most awkward Mm -hmm. like feeling it's like all right like am i selling too long yeah. am i doing this too long like did i do something wrong are they seeing something that i don't see so it's a whole different feel so who have been kind of your biggest uh, mentors here in aw you have oh thank you oh. um oh, gosh it's a couple people 
It's a couple like people. Who here. usually coaches your matches when you um, together? Right now with Sanjay. Oh, okay. Sanjay is the one who uh who takes credit for my matches right now. I work with Dustin Rhodes as well. I work with QT Marshall, um, Billy Gunn. Um, I'm just starting to talk to him a little bit because he wants me to to be more big. Like he wants me to play up and stop selling so much down. And which if I just like if you remember, I just told you I was selling like everybody else when I was training. Mm -hmm. So now I have to like really focus on my character. Yeah. yeah, like my character being that I am larger than life. I need to stand up with things and I do need to not be so quick to. OK, that didn't hurt that bad. Like you can't right. sell that as that, you know, so I'm learning that and I'm learning how to start off slow, speed it up, speed it up, speed it up, speed it up, get angry, get pissed. OK, now you're hurt. All right, now you got to sell that longer. And it's harder to work longer matches, too. Yeah, it you is. You can see more weaknesses the longer yeah. the matches go. Yep, yep, yep. And it's 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 just I think a lot. Like, I'm trying to get it over with the crowd. Like, all right, guys, like, I'm not as hurt right now, but I need you guys to focus on this point right now. Like, mm -hmm. this is where I'm hit. I need you all to see me. Because I am I have to realize it's like a movie. Like, you have to make it so obvious to people that, you know, you get hit, like, usually – you're probably like, ow, and keep it moving. But I have to emphasize, okay, you just hit me in my chin. You keep on hitting me in my chin. I have to, like, oversell this now. Right. So um, longer matches, I wouldn't say it's it's a tough spot for me because I love challenges. And I, I want to be able to work 30-minute matches at one point in my life and, and do things like um, the the match that just happened on Dynamite last week with um, with Brian. So Brian and Hangman? Yes. Gotcha, yeah. It's, it's not that it's tough. It's the okay. This is this is the front end of the the match. This mm -hmm. is the back end of the match. All right. This is the the black spot. Like it's nothing going on. So it's it's so much more than what people think. It's not just the match. It's everything you have to think about. You have to listen to time cues. You have to think. Listen to your your partner. You have to listen to the crowd. Like mm -hmm. you have to really just open up and take everything in. It's just not you now. Like. And a squash match is about you. It's about you. Like, literally, I'm about to do two moves. Boom, boom, boom. All right, I'm out. See you later. Like, mm. in this match, all right, what story are we trying to tell? It's a story. Squash matches can be a story, but it's like, oh, you know, you're just whatever. Longer matches are story, like, telling. Like, how can we both come out on top in this match? Like, how can I make you look good? You make me look good. How can we we engage the crowd into this match where are the moments in this match right. how can we really settle and get people to see this is the moment in the match like how can we how can we okay stretch this out and and get people to bite on this so it's it's so many different layers and formulas to these longer matches that me being less than a year in that I'm still discovering. Literally every match, I'm bringing something back. Mm -hmm. I'm bringing something back. Okay, all right. This didn't look good, this match, but I'm going to bring this back. I remember when I did the cheer shots. I was like, I never want to tell the cheer, but now I know how to, like, <laughs> and now I know if you aren't giving me your back, like, I'm just going to, like, I got different variations I can do. For it. I know I don't want to hurt you, but, like, I can't make myself look bad either. So I'm, I'm learning all this on the fly. And if you hit somebody flat, you can't hurt them. I know, but you if they're not them. feeding, I yeah. know, but if they're not feeding me their back, then you know they're gonna have to take this chair. <laughs> like I'm not looking bad no more, but I, I'm not. I'm not. Um, but like I'm, I'm learning on the job. Like I think, like the three way match again. Like I just had it was who was that on the fly? It was with Nyla and Thunder Rosa. It was on the fly. So I mean, like 
Now, that's rare for girls, for anybody to call a match, for you girls well, to call it on the fly. When I Why say on that? the fly, it was more like I didn't have experience uh, in working a three-way ever in my right. life. Like, I've done the singles match. I've never had a three-way. So I'm like, okay, they're going at it. What do I do off mm. on the side? Like, yeah. uh, let me sell. The camera's not on me. It's good, but we have a live crowd. So I have to, like, just roll you always get to the somebody side. Going, get up, yeah, 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 it's like, yeah, it's like, uh, okay, I got kicked. Let me just let them do their thing. Yeah. Just sit here. Well, and, that, right. and that's the biggest thing for a three week because it feels so weird to have those so weird. Look at you. But all you got to remember is you're not on camera. Yeah, that's so why. So you I, don't exist. Man. Don't I, worry about it. Man, my last match with Ruby, that's what I was thinking. I was like, when uh, when uh, Mar uh, Mercedes Martinez came in and they had went out on the side, I was like, it's fine. The camera's on them. No one's watching, and no one's watching me. Yeah. Like, let me just like rub my leg. We're all good. <laughs> like, it's all good. So it's all a learning process. Like I said, I bring something back every match. Um, and I'm learning on the job. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just learning on the fly. And I've been putting a very tough position, but a very blessed position. Like, I'm, I'm very thankful. And I'm just going to keep on learning and putting more tools in my toolbox and kill it. But it's a position that you can handle. It's very interesting because you're very similar to Anna Jay, who's yes. probably had about as many matches as yes. she has. And most of them on TV. Yes. So you you have to learn on the fly. And that's why I have respect for both of you guys. Because Thank you. Because you have to also be very thick-skinned. Yes. You know, because yes. you can't have a very fragile ego to be in that position. Because you're going to make mistakes. Yep. You're going to screw up. And yep. it's fine. Yep. It's okay. Yep. And fans will eat you alive. But it is okay. That's right. It is okay. Like I said, I mean, I I don't think I would have been, or even Anna Jay would have been put into positions if mentally we could not right. take it. Like, I don't think, and I've been forewarned. I, I see what everybody else is going through. So why, even before I started, I was seeing mentally how taxing wrestling can, can be because I would see wrestlers coming back, being pissed off about something that was said on the internet or anything mm -hmm. like that. And I seen that as an example. And that just lets me know, like, if you need to take a break from Twitter or you need to take yes. a break from social media, it's okay. Like, it's fine. It's overwhelming for anybody. But also to be in this position, you have to be able to take criticism. Right. Like, you have to, like, be able to, to take it all in and let it bounce off of you and be like, all right, cool, whatever. Because at the end of the day, they're paying tickets to watch you perform. Mm -hmm. And... The rest is history. And just as many people that say they don't like you will say they like you. Yeah, and, and that's fine. You can't go down that road. Oh, this guy yeah. said I'm the greatest Oh, thing my ever. gosh. You, know? you can't. But you know what? Bad pub, good pub, it's all pub. It's all it's pub. Fine. That's right. Keep me trending, guys. A couple more things as we start to wind down here. Yes. Uh, you mentioned a few times about how you have some, some money. Is that come from modeling? Or? It comes from modeling, and my spouse also is an ex MLB player. Gotcha. So yes. that's that's the background. Yeah, he's there. a silver slugger, uh, all star, gold glover, Brandon Phillips. Gotcha. He's a three or four time. He'll kill me that I don't know this, but three <laughs> or four time golden glover, two time silver slugger, all stars several times. So. He's been killing it. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. So gotcha. So you have yeah. that background. Yeah, as well. we have that background as well. Because and I'm a child psychologist and I'm a trainer guy. So it's a couple that, things. Yeah, yeah. You also have a degree in child psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a trainer. And I know you mentioned too when we were talking. I'm pointing at you right now. <laughs> uh, when we were talking about uh, maybe going to WWE still or coming here that they would make you give up some of the. Yeah, some, they wanted me to cut everything. They told endorsements me. Endorsements and all yes, sorts of things. And I, these were relationships that I've had previously before I even thought about wrestling right. that were like five years six seven year contracts that i just couldn't say goodbye because when they 
you know, were to cut me or if they choose to cut me, yeah. what am I going to do? I have to crawl back to these companies and ask for a, hey, can, can I have that contract back? Like, that's not professional. And that's not okay. I was going to, I literally made more money for my sponsorships and, and things that I did online than my contract that they, they were, were giving me. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't make sense, guys. Like, I have a kid. I have a kid. So unless you guys are going to compensate me or give me some more money up in here, and which they did. They gave me more than, way more than a normal person. And way more than my friends that were already signed there for about a year or two, but it wasn't enough. Right. And I was like, you know, this is a dream, this is great, but I'm giving up so much for so little. Yeah. And I'm, I'm gonna, I literally, this is gonna cause problems in my household because I have to be on the road all the time. Like, it's not gonna be easy, like, I'm used to being the one staying at home and my spouse is used to traveling. Now the roles are reversed. That's so hard now, hard. yeah, and that's hard. And now I'm going to get the admiration. Like, it's, it's just a lot. Like, I need you guys not don't meet me halfway. Like, who am I? I get that. I get that. I don't have any wrestling experience. I get that. But you have you have to come off something like this is business. At the end right. of the day, this is a business. So what can you do for me? Because I'm, I know I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to sell tickets. So like, you know, but this is a 45, 47 year old company. Like they're probably looking at me like, they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. They were looking at me like, yeah. Okay. Like, so are you going to take the contract or not? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, how right. exactly. Great, what it, yeah. Yeah. Like we'll give one you great, something. One great thing about AW is you can have all of that. And yes. Income, I was, right? oh my gosh. When they told me I could, I, that was another reason I was like, yep. Um, sounds like I'm just going to stay here. Cause at the end of the day, like you, like, I remember you told me the first thing you were like, who's offering you more. Uh, that's the first thing you said. And I was like, AW. And he was like, Okay, well, that's first. All right, great, great, great. And we sat there and talked about all the other variations, but, but that's it's true. Yeah. It's true. Like, this business will spit you, like, chew you up and spit you out. And I see it. I see it all the time. Or, like, who wants to be, like, depending on signings to pay their rent or to pay this, that, and the third? Like, it's a tough business. Like, the money you make in this business, you need to save it up, you need to invest it, or you need to do something. Like, you cannot do this forever. Like, no. you have to find other ways to make money. So, knowing that and, and seeing legends go through so much and just like watching the documentaries and watching the documentaries that you've done, it's just, I don't want to be in that same predicament. Like, I'm going to learn from people's mistakes. Just as much as the future will learn from the mistakes I made. So... I just knew that I have to do something else other than wrestling as far as income. And that was one of the ways that I could do it was making social media and making money through social media. And, and if I wanted to go back and work in psychology, I can do that at yeah. the same time of me wrestling like Brit is still in dentistry. Still, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm in a rock band. It, there you go. You're more than that. I was going to say he's doing a million <laughs> things, people. So he's busy all the time. I'm very thankful for this podcast right but now. I mean, you, you, you've worked a brand. And yes. That's, and that's, yes. that's what we want is the brand of Jade. Cargo, yes. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Uh, last few things. We started talking about being the TBS uh, champion. The Tell, first. The first ever. Tell us a little about the tournament and, 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 and how everything went. I got a buy in the first round. Um, Ruby kind of went through the ring. She mm -hmm. has started from day one. And then my second round, I went through Red Velvet. Uh, we've met before Beautiful, twice. Right? Yes. Um, like I said, I, I love working with Red Velvet. She's a pleasure. We lay everything in and we apologize later. <laughs> uh, like, that's that's my role, dog. And then Which next, is great. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're one of those people, like, literally, she could punch my lip and it swells up. And I'm like, 
I look at her, she's like, my bad. And it's kind of like, all right, all right. I know you didn't mean to. But yeah, yeah. Like, like we're going to make this work, (laughs) Um, which she spared me so damn hard. That was a great freaking spare. But Jesus Christ, she knocked the wind out of me. I had my Um, tooth snapped in half once by a ladder on a pay-per-view. Yeah. And they wanted to send me to the dentist and said, let's wait until Tuesday. Yeah. Because this is Sunday. I want this on TV on Monday. Yeah. I want people to see it. They should. That's my tooth. Let's get some action We're going to get as much as we can, guys. That's what you want. Yeah. And that's exactly what we said we were like all right listen like you knock me out like take advantage of it or something like that and if i knock you out like let's just take advantage of it yeah like (laughs) we're we have that relationship where we can do that the next round was thunder rosa um she was a pleasure to work with as well we had talked of some ideas and they totally scrapped everything that we had so literally that afternoon not even maybe like two hours prior to the match we sewed everything together so everything so the coaches changed some of your ideas. everything they changed everything <laughs> everything we we thought of or we were like hey could you work on this a little bit at home they scrapped everything and gutted everything out and and we just went with the flow she was under the weather i was under the weather as well um so we both were a little bit slow in pacing but it worked out. I beat that ass. I beat y'all favorite. <laughs> uh, but it was a great match. And then <laughs> next up was uh, Ruby Soho. Um, she was a pleasure to work with as well. Very easy. Very experienced. It was a great match. It was a banger. Um, the finish wasn't the best finish that I would have loved to, to give everybody gotta, for this They first. switched the camera at the right time. They did, right? Yeah. They definitely did. It was more so like me trying to push the button with going to the third rope in which she was like, no, we're not doing this. And I told her, I was like, hey. If I feel it, because the thing about it, as soon as we got up there, we could have just went. It, we this didn't, is your, where you have her in a kind yes, of chicken yes, wing. Yes, and you're yes, so you go. wanted to go all the way to yeah, the top. I, just, I saw that. Yeah. Yes, but it's literally as soon as I got, I get it, go. Like it wasn't like a right, pause, one, there. two, no. Yeah. You just got to go. And when she told me, no. And I just was like, all right, one, two, go. Gave her the Iggy, we were going. So <laughs> whatever happened next, that's just what happened next. But, you know, things happen. Again, that was... I'm, I'm living and learning like I'm literally learning after every match. I watch that match. It's all on me. I take responsibility being that I'm the hill and I call the match and I call that spot. That was on me. So being that I am a leader and I am learning and being that I'm being put in a position to hold the belt. I just plan to use that run with it and get better. Well, and, and another thing I loved is that your daughter was there. Yeah, yeah, was it the yeah, first yeah. Time she ever saw you wrestle? No, right. Actually, speaking, I just got a call from her teacher maybe two hours ago. She got in trouble for spearing a kid. So, for yes, a kid. for Uh-oh. spearing How old a is she? kid. She's four. <laughs> She's four. And we're having a huge problem. If anybody has any advice on what I could do, because my daughter. We've literally put her in golf. We put her in tennis. Like, she likes it. But, like, one thing that's just sticking to her is wrestling. Mm. And I'm like... No, <laughs> not no, 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 no. Yeah, like no. Anyways, right? And she's my partner. Like we wrestle with each other. But maybe the last three months I've had to stop because like she's been practicing wrestling moves on other little kids. And I can't like she goes to this 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 fine art school that's like top of the line, top kids, top teachers. And it's like this three strikes you're out type of deal. Right. And I'm like, we pay way too much for her, for you to go to this <laughs> private university, well, school and, and you to be messing up like this. Like, no, no, no. But she loves it and, and she lives for it. Believe it or not, in that match, my the finals, she loved Ruby Soho. Like mm. she, we have a video of her screaming her name out when she came out for her entrance. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, no, but, um, you know, I had to share that moment with my daughter. Like the fact that I'm, I'm so I'm I'm always on the road. 
you know, she's spending way more time with her father than initially. Like I spent the her first three years with me being a stay at home mom. So, you know, it's tough. It's mm -hmm. tough. So I was like, you know what? I put in all this time and I, I put on this work. Like, I want you to re reap the benefits with me. Like, mm -hmm. come with me. Like, and I told the cameraman, I was like, listen, I know I'm a hill. I get it. Like, but I need you guys to understand. I put family first and I want my kid to share this moment with me. So in this instant, and I'm giving you guys a heads up, turn the camera. It's fine. <laughs> like, it's totally fine. Well, that's okay, but, though. Yeah, it is. And I, I just want her to I want her to get comfortable in front of the camera because she's going on this journey right along with me. Mm -hmm. It's not just me. It's us. Like, my whole family. Like, it's all of us. Like, we're going to reap the benefits. Like, because even the people at home, like, them being home, raising the kids alone, like, them being, like, it's a lot. They have to deal with us and us and our reactions and coming home, being groggy after a long day at work and wanting to sleep all day. Because I know when I get home, I want to sleep all day <laughs> from us being up to like three, four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I want to sleep all day. So, you know, you have to give praise to the people at home and that that help the foundation to make sure that we're OK at work. So it's good for her to see that. too. Yes, yes, you know, yes, yes. See yes. mom the superhero. Yeah. And I want her to know that her mom's a superhero. <laughs> but also I want her to also know that anything I'm doing is just the floor to her foundation. Sure. She can do anything, any and everything she wants to. I mean, look who we had as the president, guys. Like yeah. we can do anything. <laughs> Anybody could be president today. Are you a fan of Storm from the X-Men? I love Storm. Oh, my gosh. Actually, man, love, you should be man, playing Storm. Man, I would love that. Man, I would love that. Listen, I'm taking acting classes right now. So. Marvel, call me. I am here. I am ready. Like, I am so ready. I Do love they have Storm. a storm yet? No, they oh, don't. Perfect. I've been hearing about like two, three different people, but I don't have the Hollywood connections to like, it's like you to be in that type of role. You have to have played like some tremendous That's big roles, yeah. you know, and I, I've heard about people skipping a line and playing such tremendous roles, but. You know, you have to have the connections in this this type of world now. So well, you're international I want TV star, so man. I know. Hey guys, Marvel, call me up, Jade Cargill. I would love to play <laughs> Storm. Okay, I'm serious. I'll make a couple calls. All right, I'll do any and everything you guys need me to do to play this role. I will do it. I will embody Storm. I already have the look. Let's kill it. <laughs> Last question for you: um, Of all your 23 matches, which one of them stands out as, as your favorite? Hmm. Let me think about that. That's a good question. Probably my debut match. Probably my because you know what? I felt like the heat was on. It like, was, dude. That's Cody. Because it was it was a big shot. moment, and it's yeah. my first. Like this is what you guys are gonna remember remember me as, as far as like coming out. Like, and I remember the pressure and just the the publicity around that match, and it was so negative. Like mm. everything was just so negative she's never wrestled like look at him like he's this and the third like he's never wrestled it was just so much negative energy around that match like and remember i never got on twitter prior to being a wrestler mm. so after my debut as far as uh, my promo everything was just so negative from there on out like it was a lot of light spots but everything when it came to my name was just so dark and so it was just the time for me to just wake up and just say you know what I have to show these people who I am. Like, it was just a lot on my shoulders. And that, I can say, I look back at that match, I'm like, you did it. Like, you did it. Everybody thought this was going to be such a shit match. Mm -hmm. And you did it. Like, you, 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 well, everybody in this match contributed. Like, it was a great, phenomenal match. I actually had fun. I remember Red Velvet, she hit her um, standing moonsault. Well, she hit her moonsault. 
and she landed on me and she was like, let's go. Like nobody sees that, but like she was like, let's go. And on the inside, it just bubbled up. I was like, yes, like this feels good. Like it was just a awakening. I felt really good throughout that match. It was a great debut and a great Thank first you. champion here. Yes, the first TBS, that bitch show, guys. <laughs> it's awesome to have you. Congratulations. And Thank I look you, forward Chris. to many more huge moments from you. I'm going for the big belt next, guys. Just wait for it. Uh-oh, here we go. Yeah, right, right. Challenge. Two belts. We need two belts. <laughs> <laughs>